Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We're going to cut to the chase and get straight to the point and the ongoing crisis at Surrey Memorial Hospital and what's situation critical within the Fraser Health Authority. As we've been talking about for weeks now, Surrey Memorial Hospital has been hitting a boiling point. First, there was that petition signed by almost 35 ER doctors who claim the hospital is in crisis mode and that patient safety is at risk. The doctor that was leading that charge is Dr. Urban Urbane Ip who talked about how stressful and critical the situation is at Surrey Memorial and pointed the, and pointed the finger directly at the top. I want Fraser Health, the leadership, be transparent with the public and say, look, we do have trouble. We understand that we are doing our best. Be patient with us. If my family gets sick, I know if I send them to the hospital and they need to be admitted to hospital, there might not be anybody to take care of them for the first 48 to 72 hours because of the hospital's shortage. Dr. Ip went on to say that he had concerns about sending his own family to Surrey Memorial Hospital, and that's very telling when an ER physician says something like that. Well, since then, a group of OBGYNs has added their voice, saying they have patients who can't get the surgeries they need, and that in one case, a newborn died because they couldn't get the care they needed. BC's chief coroner, Lisa LaPointe, was on the Mike Smith show this morning where she was asked directly about this case. A a lack of resources that may have led to the death of an infant. Chief coroner, I'm just wondering if if this has been brought to your attention or is that something that would set off some alarm bells for you that you would investigate? Every child of a death in this province has to be reported to my office. So that death uh, will have been reported to my office, and we will be investigating. And we certainly will uh, speak to the parents, we will speak to the attending physician, we will gather the medical records, um, and we will try to establish the cause of death. It is oftentimes more complicated um, than a clip uh, on the the radio can can provide in terms of context. But absolutely, we will be investigating that death, and that that is within our jurisdiction to investigate. Now, Surrey Memorial isn't the only hospital facing this situation. Now, doctors at Royal Columbian and Eagle Ridge are saying they're facing severe delays getting patients the help they need. Let's in... Let's bring in Dr. Burinder Narang, uh, who has worked at Surrey Memorial, uh, a regular contributor to CKNW and Global News, and also a family physician. Burinder, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Good afternoon, Robin. Thanks for having me. Burinder, what's your experience been like at that hospital? Yeah, so I should be clear, it's been a while since I worked there. So I worked back uh, there as a hospitalist. So the hospitalists are the physicians that once a patient has been admitted in emergency um, that say, you know what, you need to stay in hospital, there's something that's going to take a few days um, or whatever reason you're not safe to go home. Um, the hospital service uh, admits the majority of those hospital to Surrey Memorial. And so that's part of the group I was part of. And this was back in 2016. Now, it was my first um, job out of residency. It was my first job as a physician. I loved internal medicine. I loved hospital medicine. Um, but it really 
was an experience that I do not look favorably back on. And when we look at all the news that's come out over the last few months, and especially the last few weeks, I think it, this was all entirely predictable. So you're not surprised at all? Not, not in the slightest. Tell me more about your experience. What was it specifically that made you think that these problems are coming up? So if we look at the issues that have been identified by um, Dr. Ip and, you know, the maternity doctors that um, raised their concerns this week, it, it's simply um, infrastructure, resource demand, and supply that's offered. So when you look at that and you compound that with all the other issues that have been facing um, the system in the last few years, especially with um, COVID, staffing shortages, um, and you know pressure on systems. Um, this is not a system that was readily available, uh, ready, readily able to absorb that new stress. So people were already working at the brink. Like the the expectations of the physicians was to see way more than that, and then they're able to. If you look at the obstetrics letter that came out, um, it says uh, the last time um, the the birthing unit at um, Sir Memorial underwent any expansion. That was a decade ago, and that was to accommodate an annual rate of 4,000 deliveries. But now they're actually seeing over 6,000 deliveries a year. And so there, there's a 20% more, or 2,000 more, sorry, uh, deliveries than they have capacity for. So when you see that, what does that lead to? Medical errors. If people are working in a stressed out um, state, there will be errors. And in this case, it's unfortunate that they've identified one death that potentially could have been avoided. Um, but when you have that's the environment someone's working in, if a medical mistake happens, the hospital is not going to protect the physician or the nurse that's involved there. There's going to be a complaint. It'll go to the college and that physician will be held responsible for the failure of delivering care in a setting where they're not able to deliver the standard of care that's ex uh, that uh, standard of care that they're qualified to or expected to. So there's a double disincentive in working in systems like that. Fraser Health is asking doctors from other hospitals to step up and help out. Is that the solution? So right now there's uh, the, the, the human resources are limited. So I think there are lots of things being done well to try to increase that. We look at recruitment strategies that the province has announced. We've looked at the new uh, you know, plan for a medical school that will be at Simon Fraser University. But those are all long-term solutions. Right now, um, the issue that I think primarily is um, one of the biggest issues within um, Surrey Memorial and um, in that region of Fraser Health is that there seems to be an apparent disconnect from the leadership um, and the physicians that are working on the ground. When you have two separate sets of healthcare providers, each uh, having letters that are 36 um, signatories, that's not the first step to engagement. That is the last step of a system that, uh, and physicians and uh, healthcare providers that do not feel they can safely work in an environment. And to me, that represents what the culture of the environment is. And so until that bridge is connected, until there is authentic kind of engagement that's happening and that there isn't kind of um, this, you know, watering down of the reality, um, I don't think that culture is hospitable to recruiting more people. Is it time for a change of leadership at Fraser Health? I'm not in a position to comment on that. I, um, I, I think that everyone, uh, I want to believe that everyone who is in a leadership position is there for the right reason and um, has, the, uh, has the right intent there. But um, I also think that 
if any of us are in a position of leadership, there are metrics of accountability and there are metrics of um, a success. And there's a metro, uh, uh, and then there's the non-tangible metrics, which is what is the culture, what is the recruitment, what is the status in the community. And I think that everyone um, should be constantly uh, evaluating their own position and the positions of the people around them to make sure that they're the right people in those positions to respond to community needs. You know, I was asking you about doctors from other hospitals being asked to step up, but look at doctors at Royal Columbia and Eagle Ridge. They're now saying that they're facing serious delays. So this problem is spread right across the region and, and at all facilities. So having other doctors just move around isn't really the solution, is it? Not at all, but um, exactly. It's not a, and it's just not a human resource issue. And I think that's what we need to make sure that we don't lose perspective on, which is absolutely there are pressures. And uh, even when I you know, put out a few messages on social media about this, people will be like, well, you know, there are demands at every hospital. But I think let's not lose perspective on what's happening at Surrey. They have uh, 33% at least population of South Asians, at least 200, 250,000 people, fastest growing, uh, you know, city. And it's with the South Asians, there's a much higher chance of dying from heart attacks. And uh, they don't have facilities to treat heart attacks in like uh, the standard that's expected from um, any country, let alone first world country. And so you're literally demanding, sorry, relying on people to leave their city to get life-saving care. So are and you... you look at even like the Patolo Bridge right now, what is the accessibility going to be like getting to even over to Royal Columbian over the next year? So are you suggesting there's a crisis of confidence in the healthcare system in Fraser Health? I think there's a crisis of not enough infrastructure that's needed to treat trauma, strokes, and heart attacks. We, in March, we saw that the provinces and the federal government came together to get more health funding. Uh, do you think the province just had to take what they could get? It was better than nothing, and it's not really going to solve the problems that Fraser Health is uh, experiencing? So I, I don't recall, sorry, what happened in March? The funding, uh, funding announcement between the feds and the provinces. Okay. There was more money, sure. but I mean, I mean, they had to take yeah, what that, they could get. Health transfer. Yeah. Absolutely. And even today, like there has been an announcement in funding in BC from the doctors of BC and the Family Practice Services Committee, and that's on long-term care, inpatient care, and maternity care, which is some stabilization funding, which I think there's definitely a role that money has because you have to pay people for the quality, uh, you know, for the work, you're going to attract quality people if you pay them at the rates that their skill demands. Um, and there's obviously cost of living, inflation costs, so there's been a natural um, um, hesitancy for people to come out here because um, they could do the work that they're doing and live a more comfortable life in other parts of the province. So I think that that is something that is transcending healthcare into many different sectors, but um, it's a part of the problem. But that won't fix the cultural issues that exist and the community engagement and the confidence in from community that they can safely receive care um, in a non uh, in a kind of an anti-racist equitable manner earlier you said that it's f quite rare that doctors speak so publicly about these problems uh, and that they often tend to be muzzled are we going to see more doctors come forward with issues about other hospitals in bc well, it seems that there's a, a trend that started. Um, I, I think that everything that happens should be looked at in an individual critical manner. And um, if colleagues have something to say, which has, uh, you know, they have objective evidence of what their reality is, 
I think the culture should be created that allows them to speak, but also in a way that does not um, dissuade people or, you know, misinform the public because often things can become slippery slopes. So I think that while this has been um, the conditions that physicians and nurses and healthcare practitioners are working under is not unprecedented, this level of uh, public engagement, I would say is unprecedented. Um, and I hope that um, that people are being judicious when they use that because it's not something we should do lightly. Okay, Brenda, thanks so much for your time. No worries. You take care.